Hey guys, Nick O'Shea from O'Shea & Sun Builders. We're here today to introduce our new podcast and video series. The purpose of the podcast and video series is to take you, the homeowner, on the journey of building a home and going through those selections. We've got Agatha from Urban Turf with us today at the Build and Design Centre. How are you? Thanks for being with us today. Good, thanks very much, Nick. How are you? Good, thank you. So tell me a little bit about Urban Turf. Um, so Urban Turf Solutions, we are uh, a synthetic turf manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, we are the only uh, manufacturer of synthetic turf in Queensland mm -hmm. and the only privately owned manufacturer in Australia. That's awesome because it's so important. We're moving much more towards now, uh, particularly after the pandemic that's just happened, yeah. is making sure that we're using Australian-made products and, and products that are locally made. So tell us a little bit about the manufacturing process then. Um, so we manufacture over 30 different types of products. Yeah. Um, they, um, there are two groups of uh, synthetic turf grasses. So mm -hmm. you've got um, obviously landscape looking grass and uh, another group is uh, sport and recreational surfaces. So sure. anything uh, for patting greens, tennis courts, soccer fields, mm -hmm. multi-sport courts. Um, yes, we've got it all. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so um, I guess uh, a lot of things that people would ask is, well, well why would you go for an artificial turf versus a, a, a natural or more of a traditional turf in your backyard? As you know, there's the, the population density is higher and higher in Australia, yeah. so houses are smaller, backyards are smaller, yeah. uh, which uh, quite often they just 20, 30, 40 squares uh, yeah. meters in backyard, which makes it quite challenging to maintain that kind of space. Mm -hmm. um, we very time poor mm -hmm. and space poor in our houses. Yeah. So. Um, installing synthetic turf in your backyard, you're saving time, mm -hmm. you're saving um, water, you're saving on um, application of chemicals, so any mm -hmm. pesticides, um, herbicides, mm -hmm. um, you, you pretty much you, you don't have to do any of that. Mm -hmm. Going with a pr quality product, you know, it's UV stabilized, so it will look natural, mm -hmm. uh, it's not going to fade, um, and yes, you can just um, sit down and relax pretty much. I've got it in my backyard mm -hmm. um, and we've lived there for quite a few years now and uh, one of the huge benefits for me is sitting out the back with the kids and not having to worry about ants biting you. Yes. <laughs> so we love that, that you can just, they can be out there playing with their cars and we're not going to have to worry about anything coming up. But um, for me, because I am at work so much out and about and, um, and we like to get away on the weekends that we don't need to worry about coming home and, and mowing and, and whippersnipping. So that, that, you know, that to have that ability in the backyard that it always looks beautiful yeah. and green, we just love that. So. Um, yeah, and, and you know, and there are some spaces also that natural grass just literally will not grow. Yeah. So um, either under trees like jacarandas or puncianas or mm -hmm. very shady areas, yeah. natural grass. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it's just not. It's it, yeah, it's not a product that will um, perform. Um, so instead of um, struggling and uh, you know um, putting replacing that this natural turf. Yeah. Um, every 12 months, mm -hmm. you can just install synthetic turf and um, you can forget about um, the whole um, hassle. Yeah, and I think a really important side of it is I've been starting to see it a lot more in an application um, when we, we're working on tricky blocks where they're really steep and we're trying to still get that connection from the indoor to an outdoor area and with suspended slabs or floor systems that go out, being able to put the synthetic turf over the top of it all mm -hmm. to ensure that it's um, 
you know, you're still getting that backyard feel off your main living spaces has been really important and a trend that we're seeing a lot more of. I always say that synthetic turf is a, is a part of landscape. Yeah. Um, if you have, um, I don't know, 100 squares of just bare um, um, flat space mm -hmm. and you put 100 squares of grass, it's mm -hmm. just, you know, it will look unnatural, yeah. fake. But um, you add some sandstone steppers or mm -hmm. some uh, some nice paving around, obviously yeah. garden beds and yeah. trees. It just it all looks beautiful together. Yeah, it really does. A really important aspect of our business is, is ensuring that we can build homes that are accessible. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we know that we've worked with you guys before in, in ensuring that a property uh, is accessible all around the home and, and, and what comes with accessibility is, is in some instances disabilities and mm -hmm. um, to know that they don't need to have tradespeople that come around to mow the lawns and look after the lawns and weed the lawns to be able to have this access to be able to come out and, um, and, and have that maintenance free yeah. um, and, and as we're all busier and busier it's so important but um, Tell us a little bit about some of the products that, you know, so that, that they can be accessible. Yeah, so for example, um, I know that one of the projects uh, that we work with you guys, mm -hmm. Urban Windsor over here, that was yeah. um, 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 supplied and installed by one of our um, recommended installers. Mm -hmm. um, so it is a 35 mil product. Yeah. Um, of course, when it comes to accessibility, especially for, um, you know, for example, wheelchair, mm -hmm. um, you have to be mindful about making sure that the um, the surface is not to plush or mm -hmm. the grass is not to plush because obviously yeah. the, it will be um, a little bit harder for wheelchair to uh, move on that type of um, uh, surface. So we increase the amount of sand infill. Yeah. Um, this way, uh, yes, person on a wheelchair have that freedom of moving around and accessing the areas that they want to. And so tell us a little bit its life expectancy. Mm -hmm. um, how, how often do we need to be looking at changing it? I guess in some aspects do we look at it a bit like carpet? Because we manufacture our products here in Australia, we um, the quality of our product is very consistent mm -hmm. and when it comes to life cycle um, it all depends on how often do you use the surface. For residential application if yeah. it's the product is maintained properly anything between you know 10 and 20 years. Yeah like even uh, I know uh, landscapers that will often go into homes uh, every, every 10 years to replace. So when do you think, when's, when's the best time to get homeowners involved into making their decisions around their turf and also, I guess, into the preparation at the backs? Um, I think it's good to um, kind of, you know, you don't have to make a decision when you start building a home, but mm. definitely before you uh, put the fences up mm -hmm. and, um, um, yes, finish, uh, well, it's definitely, the, yeah, when you put the fences up because um, we quite often we get asked, oh, can you give us an indication on the cost, mm. um, supply and install per square metre, and yeah. really, especially in the residential applications. Because yeah. I think sometimes, it, like you're saying, you, you do probably run into some challenges once the house is built, the fences are up, you know, getting that access to be able to get through there. And, and we've, we've felt it as well. And so I think it really is, because a lot of people leave landscaping until the last oh, minute, yes. do you know what I mean? Yes. And, um, I mean, working with O'Shea and some builders, we love to be able to give a turnkey package. So it includes all the landscaping, the pool sure. and everything. So we like to forward plan and think about it. And specific, especially when we're, we've got uh, sloping blocks and access issues later on. So yeah, yeah so that yeah. when the landscapers come in to spread it all out, at least it's there. Um, another important factor is, I guess, is that we look at is, is trying to make sure we've got yard gullies and um, strip drains in appropriate yeah. places um, and at the right depths to be able to get the all the water flow mm -hmm. off to be able to work. And, and I think that's an important factor when it comes to, 
using this turf is because you don't want water to sit? No, because this can create obviously, um, you know, growth of mold and yeah. water ponding, and yeah. which um, obviously, um, yeah, no one wants to have that no. uh, in the backyard. But, yeah. um, you know, you don't have to select the type of product straight away. Mm -hmm. And uh, my background is landscape construction, so yeah. I also know that, you know, you can have a, a fantastic plan and design mm -hmm. at the beginning of mm -hmm. the project. But then, as you know, you, once, you get, <laughs> once you get to landscaping, quite mm -hmm. often you're already over the budget with sure. quite a few things. Yeah. So then you can adjust okay well you can either go for uh, 25 mil uh, grass which is um, you know the cheapest landscaping grass in our product range it's still yeah. Australian made mm -hmm. um, UV stabilized and co it's covered by seven-year manufacture warranty yeah. but because the t the amount of yarn that is used for production is much smaller than for 35 mil or 40 mil yeah. therefore the price is a little bit lower but then you know or if you within the budget and you want to actually upgrade the product you can mm -hmm. go for 40 mil uh, urban prestige. Yeah. So started to see it really uh, in, in a great context around, uh, great application I should say, around pools mm -hmm. um, because no matter how much you tell kids to stop running, yes. they, they, they will continue to yeah. run. So we've seen it used around the pools a lot lately and that's really awesome as well because they can sort of run around and they're not going to sort of slip around yeah. uh, like they do on, on, on tiles that are around pools. So Synthetic grass doesn't get as hot as paving or timber yes. which it's again or it's much easier uh, to cool it down. Because it is, I guess, probably a, a bit of a myth or, or people do worry about how hot does it get, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. no, it, it can get quite hot. Mm. Um, and uh, I always um, mention it to clients, mm. especially if they do want to put synthetic turf next uh, glass panel fencing, because okay. uh, in and you know it all depends on the um, location of the sun. But mm. you can yes, it can get hot. Yeah. But there are few ways to uh, quickly cool it down. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, sand infill is extremely important. Yep. That keeps the grass cooler by approximately 10 degrees in comparison to products without sand infill. Yes. And then if you if you know that it's going to be that 35 uh, plus degree day, mm -hmm. you can just hose it up with the water yep. that creates moisture in uh, that sand infill and temperature drops by pretty much 17 degrees without seconds as we tested it early this year. Uh, well, thanks so much for your time today. We You're really, welcome. really appreciate it. And like we've, we've worked together on, on many projects already and, and can't wait to, to continue to work on more together with, um, yeah, hope it, hopefully showing our homeowners the the, the huge benefits of using urban turf. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We hope you've got a lot out of our podcast today and that you're a little bit more inspired and ready to tackle your build journey.